one, two, three, four, five. And welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are in episode 23, our first podcast being recorded in the new year. Um, so <laughs> the one that actually went out today is it was actually recorded on the 26th. But we are here, we are in 2021, and uh, it's cloudy out. Indeed, it's uh, yeah, it's an absolutely miserable day here in England. <laughs> uh, it's it's been raining a heck a heck load, it snowed for all of about three minutes, and now it's just disgusting. You know, it's been raining pretty much constantly since yesterday too. So, yeah, <laughs> start as what you need to go start. on. What a great start, twenty twenty one. Oh my god. Um, oh, I was um. I was on Facebook for the first time in years the other day. Oh. And I was scrolling down through, like, just stuff that people had been doing recently. <laughs> and, uh, chill, chill chaos. They were, I saw a, um, a post from them, and it was just like, I missed 2020. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Already? <laughs> no one, no one is saying that. Yeah. And there were no replies to his comment, and no likes or anything. <laughs> Yeah, there really wasn't. Uh, I mean, I th- we we talked about Wait, this. Did I say the... chilled chaos? Yeah, you said chilled chaos. I meant added chaos. Sorry, I'm oh. <laughs> you, chaos yeah. YouTuber. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. It, I think we talked we talked about this in the twentieth podcast when we were talking about twenty twenty. But mm. I think neither of us had a particularly horrible year, especially compared to a lot of people. But no, I think definitely wasn't a good year. Like there yeah. were good things People about it. People spend. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say there were, there were good things about it, but I wouldn't classify it as a good year. No, we're, we're online social, so it doesn't really affect us, our social lives anyway. Yeah. Yeah, there are some yeah. people I haven't seen in in person. Um, yeah. God, now I, now I made that mistake with the whole chaos thing. Um, I was watching back our last. Uh, episodes on uh, it was a few days ago now mm-hmm. and <laughs> when we were discussing Lord of the Rings yeah, every single time I got I said Sauron instead of Saruman I think wait like which? repeatedly got well, it wrong which which one's which uh, so is Saruman Sauron. the guy who pissed off the trees Okay, Sauron is the Eye of Sauron, the flaming eyeball that used to belong to the Dark Lord Sauron. Right, and so. Saruman is the, the dude that kicks the shit out of Gandalf and then pisses off the trees. Yeah, he's the white wizard. Okay. Um, <laughs> he made the Urukai. Anyway, that really irked me when I was listening back to it. I was like, I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Oh, no. Oh, there's going to be some uh, Lord of yeah. the Rings fan out there who's just frothing at the mouth listening to that episode. Well, that's the thing. I was frothing at the mouth and I'm the one that fucking said it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, anyway. So we, we've we already, uh, you know, we haven't even introduced the topics yet. We did have a oh, couple wow. topics, which you very helpfully thought up this morning. Um, yeah. The the one I actually, I, I think we... I, the one I actually want to start with is the second one that you thought up, actually, the uh, product placement. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I've already forgotten them. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good I wrote them down. Um, yeah, product placement is particularly, like, it, in my mind, just thinking of ways it's been done well and ways it's been done poorly. 
Like there's mm. there's the classic stereotype if you're watching a movie and they're I don't know, there's a scene in a restaurant and it's it's like a long shot and then somebody just unsubtly puts a Pepsi down right in front of the camera. Yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to yeah. do with the scene. Ah, delicious Pepsi Max. <laughs> and then they get back to the plot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's like the stereotypical example of it being done very blatantly and in my opinion very poorly and lazily. Mm. But I think it has been done well before. Like, um, well, I mean, even if you do it well, there's still times where you can overdo it. Like, okay, the, the two films I have always thought are the most absolutely drenched in product placement mm. are um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The like, movie? Yes. Like the live action one? Yes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think back. so blatant. It, I, they're just... It's, it, I, I haven't seen it in years. What what what's the the bits you're talking about? Like the pizza adverts, obviously. There's oh, like giant it like billboards. specific like branded pizza and stuff. Yeah, they like it's like a Domino's pizza or something stupid. <laughs> um, and the other the other major movie that has lots of product placement, uh, Jurassic World, is it called? I have the, not seen it. Uh, I haven't seen any of the it, new ones. I mean, in my opinion, the only Jurassic Park is the first Jurassic Park. Hmm. Um, this one with what's his name? The guy that's super popular for a, a long while. The uh, guy Chris who was Pratt. In Passengers. Yeah. It is Chris Pratt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Um, yeah. There's tons of like shops and things in this Jurassic World where every time you go past like the main area where the people are there's just brand after brand after brand um yeah <laughs> but then e sorry I, I, I've been talking for a while but I, I'll just finish it with the last thing equally when you get films like James Bond yeah they do quite a bit of product placement but it tends to be for like expensive suits watches Aston cars Martin. I think they do that quite well I mean well, yeah, it's often quite obvious, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be. It's obvious, yeah. but it doesn't take you out of the movie. Exactly, it's it's meant to be there in yeah. the world. Like I think uh, Skyfall, like they were heavily sponsored. The James Bond movie Skyfall was heavily sponsored by uh, McAllen uh, Scotch whiskey, and mm. there's quite a few um, things where they're drinking that in the show and. There's a very poignant scene with the villain that involves a 25-year-old McAllen bottle. Um, right. Anyway, so that, uh, for for reference, the non-Scotch drinkers out there, that bottle costs a few thousand dollars, I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, like you said, quite expensive brands. Mm. But well, that's just the, the bottle, not the stuff inside of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's after the scotch has already been drank. No, the um, the other movie I was thinking of that again, it's not necessarily that subtle. I mean, mm. the movie in general isn't that subtle, so maybe this is just subtle by comparison. Um, but in the very first live action Transformers movie that came back out in like the mid two thousands, um, yeah, that one if you if you watch it, every single one of the Autobots is a Chevy of some variety. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's clear that they because they have like oh, except for Optimus. Oh yeah, because he's a truck. Yeah, 
<laughs> but I think that even the truck that they use is one that's manufactured by General Motors, which Chevy is a part of, I'm pretty sure. Jazz isn't, is he? I don't know. I, 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 I remember watching it at the time and thinking, like... I mean, obviously you have Bumblebee, who is one of the, the big characters. Yeah, he's and, the iconic one in the whole yeah, film. Yeah. And he's a Chevy Camaro. Mm, but Very nice looking car. Yeah, it is a very nice looking car. Oh man, but yeah, so that that one maybe it, it's not terribly subtle, but it it doesn't take you out of the movie. Yeah, mind uh, you, when it came to Transformers, I always preferred the Decepticons' vehicles are always cooler. <laughs> they really were like even. He had a goddamn Black Hawk. That's like so cool. Yeah, I mean they were kind of the uh, they they had kind of the cooler vehicles even in the original animated series. Like yeah, you know. Megatron turned into like a pistol that fired like a cannon. You know, they, yeah, they had. Starscream was a jet. Yep, yep. You had, um. How was it? Uh. I can't remember. He was. He could turn into a train and a rocket ship. That guy was oh, pretty cool. Yeah. They had Devastator. I mean, both the, at the same time, really. Yeah. They had Devastator, the, uh, the construction robots that could all combine together into this giant. Like behemoth. Mm. There was a good. There was an Autobot equivalent though of that, wasn't there? There was. There, but not until like later in the series. Um, oh, okay. His name was. Um, he 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 was made out of a bunch of planes. Like eventually, the Autobots got some jets too, and yeah. um, they could turn yeah. into something. But at the same time, the Decepticons got another new one, where uh, the guy's name was Bruticus, I think. And he, like, was a bunch of military vehicles, so, like, tanks and helicopters yeah. and... and uh, I think he's actually in the live action. He may have been, actually, yeah. They, they, they did bring back a lot of the, the originals for that. Um, yeah. I don't want to get off on the weeds and Transformers. Yeah, but, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of, like, to move it away from, uh, like, movies, it, you do get it in video games, too, like, quite a bit. I remember... I never played this game, but I remember hearing about it. Um, it was called like Bionic Commando or something like that, and it was it was a remake of like a old eight bit like side scroller game, but it was done in three D and you had a hook shot and everything. Um, if I remember right, I think the the entire world was just plastered with advertisements for Pepsi, and it was supposed to be a post apocalypse, but all of the Pepsi billboards and ads were pristine. So it just, I, I want to say it was that game, so might not have been, but that's... Looking at, yeah, there's like, so from the screenshots I'm looking at, there's a bunch of like, uh, drinks machines, oh. levels, and yeah, billboards now I'm seeing them. Yeah, it's like a, a horrible, dingy, like, imagine some kind of Siberian railway tunnel, and then there's just a big pet, like, <laughs> billboard with Pepsi on the side. I mean, so, like that's that's enough. That's an example in video games of it being handled pretty poorly. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not terribly out of place. Like, yeah, a drinks machine would be in this office, but mm -hmm. it's only Pepsi. I'm I, seeing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious uh, to get your your read on like, because <laughs> um, Fortnite is an example of a, like a live service game. Oh, excuse me, where they actually have, um, 
it, like they they've done advertising things like when um the avengers movies came to an end and they were doing end game and uh infinity war they you know released like a thanos skin in the game and that was like a cross promotion oh, yeah Marvel. there's like every every kind of um what's the word universe is in fortnite now there's so many the star wars and everything yeah yeah, they just, they, but I, I almost feel like that's not too bad, because those aren't story-based games. They're, like, they're a battle royale, you're joining, you're fighting with a team against, like, a bunch of other people, and mm-hmm. if you want to release a skin to promote the movie, like, and give it out for free in-game, and, you know, the players don't mind, because, hey, I get a, a cool free skin, and the movie gets promotion, and Fortnite gets paid. Like... Yeah, I think I don't have as much of a. Even though that one is very blatant and very obvious, I don't really think that's something that I can't see myself having too much of a problem with it. I kind of lose a little bit of respect for just anyone that associates with Fortnite. Well, yeah, I, I use Fortnite as, as an obvious example, but I'm sure there are other live service games out there where they've done similar things. The perfect game to do it with, though, because if they did it on a game like. Uh, let's say Rainbow, hmm. right? Rainbow Six Siege, and you have suddenly like I don't know John Wick in Rainbow Six. Actually, John Wick would be actually John Wick good would be a Rainbow fucking Six awesome Siege. character in Rainbow Six. But um, <laughs> but my point is, if you put like a crazy character into a game that's has a modicum of seriousness and like yeah, and, uh, yeah, <clears throat> it. it really detracts from the game itself more than it right. puts in. I, I I use that, like, that's an example, because Fortnite is a lot more cartoonish. Um, exactly, but, you can get away with this stuff. But I think that's why could, I say it's like You could probably get away with it a little bit in Rainbow Six um, if you were a little bit, if it was a little bit more subdued. So obviously you're not running around playing as some kind of a superhero, but, you know, if not necessarily a promotional skin, well, you get, like, a branded skin, um... Or I mean, putting... you've seen the goddamn, the ah, oh, the pizza skin annoyed me so much. The wait, the what? The, have you not seen the Rainbow Six pizza? Skin? I don't think I've seen the Rainbow Six pizza skin. Oh my skin. god! Right, you waffle on your send your okay. bloody page. It made me so angry. <laughs> oh Jake god. loved it. Well, I I think that's that's the thing. You you're right though. It, that game has a much more serious tone. Um, the the game we're talking about, by the way, Rainbow Six Siege is a kind of a it's an arena shooter kind of game where one team is playing a defensive objective and the other team is trying to you know be on offense and take that objective so the defensive team they have four specialized characters who oh my god that's the stupidest thing i think i've ever seen in my life do you see i'm it annoys me so much it's literally a, a skin for a character in this game called pepperoni cheese and he's got what looks like a pastry on his head with a crown. It's a pizza slice, yeah. Is it? A sli- it doesn't look like a slice. I mean, it looks like a pizza slice that somebody rolled up into a ball and then sat on. But, well, it's because of the angle. Hang on, let me... Yeah. Anyway, so to finish the description of the game, you, you have these two teams going against each other. Um, one team's on offense and is specialized for breaking in. The other team is on defense and they're sec- um, specialized into like uh, creating defenses and traps within the area to project the protect the objective. Okay, that is a that is a different angle. Oh my god, and even the gun has pepperoni on it. Yeah. Yeah, that is so stupid. Disgusting. Of course it would be that character too. 
Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I mean, all right, moving on. Like, can you think of any other? I, I think it, um, these these with games. Well, you know what? Let's to summarize. I think with with when it comes to games, I think that the advertisements are much more acceptable and much more suited uh, to being in you know these live service type games. When they're in single yeah, I mean, player, like you really need to handle them like in a certain way so that they don't become like jarring and annoying to the players. Hmm. Uh, as a couple of quick small examples, mm-hmm. um, there's um, y- you know Crash Bandicoot, right? Yeah. So they dropped uh, hints and like a little bit of light advertisement in the Crash Bandicoot games for uh, Spyro. Yeah. And equally in Spyro, you get the same thing. Um, but yeah, like on one of the first levels in Crash, I think. In one of the games, I'm not sure which. There's like an inflatable Spyro balloon <laughs> in the background. Uh-huh. Um, and the other ga- game I've been playing literally today. Well, I don't know. Is it really advertisement? It's kind of self-advertisement, I suppose. Well, but yeah, it depends what your take is on self-advertisement. I've been I mean... playing Doom, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of like small things that you can advertisements kind of thing that you get in there, which is A, the collectible toys that you find around the place. Yeah, those are kind of oddly which cute in a game like that. Awesome, yeah. Because um, you just know, if they and they, I don't know if they have or not, if they produce them as actual, like, models. Oh yeah, people would buy people the would hell out of them. that shit up. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'm totally fine with that because they're cool. And, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, and the other thing is they uh, kind of advertise their old games. So you get like the secret hidden levels. I, I remember they did in 2016 one anyway. I don't know if they did in this one. Where you like go into areas where it's like suddenly all the walls are made of pixels and the enemies are shooting at you. Yep. Um, well, which is again another very cool way of doing it. They, they A lot of publishers will do that like referencing their old games though. Cyberpunk does that. Like um, I think if you pre-ordered the game or something there was certain or i think if you had if you own the witcher 3 that's what it was then right. in the game i'm i'm guessing because i i did pre-order it and i did also i also own a copy of the witcher 3 so i'm not sure which one of these did it but you can <laughs> get a um like a wit a witcher branded like leather jacket in the game and you just get okay. it automatically um it's obviously doesn't you know cyberpunk is set in the far future whereas the witcher is set in medieval poland um (laughs) so slightly different locations but they um i mean they're they're referencing their own games and i I find those little easter eggs see that that's we're going from advertising territory into easter egg territory now Hmm. well actually okay (laughs) ironically okay I just realized that Rainbow Six does actually have a character taken from another game. Oh? Uh, it has Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell in Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, is it a skin or is it a character? It's an actual character. One of the, I think it's the latest character. Oh. 
Well, I mean, um, I think that the game's it's also owned by Ubisoft, so it makes sense. I guess so. But yeah, uh, I bet I bet most people these days would wouldn't really even know who that is because I didn't even play Splinter Cell as a kid. But Damn it, Fisher! Um, fucking love that game. Yeah, very iconic look to him. A little, um, little a side uh, tangent here to to tell a little uh, story about um, Splinter Cell. I used to the only Splinter Cell I played to any or Splinter Cell game I played to any significant extent was Splinter Cell Chaos Theory for the original right. Xbox, and I, yeah, my friend and I used to play it on co-op all the time. And we must have played, like, each level, like, a million times over, and we just failed the level in the funniest... There were so many funny ways you could fuck things up. <laughs> and so, like, one of them, we had to go in, um, I think it was in Panama, we had to... It was a president of some company or something like that, or it was a politician or something. I don't remember the actual mission. Excuse me, but you had to sneak in into his uh, villa get past his guards or like subdue them and then take him down non-lethally so either a tranquilizer dart or choke him out and then take him out of the building and load him in a van now we <laughs> we discovered a little if you killed him um or if he discovered you there, there were a lot of ways you could finish the mission and fail it and if you did that your guy on the over the radio would just go like damn it fisher we needed him alive <laughs> and um, I must have heard that line so many times on that level. Because the, the, the last and the funniest one, because the game, original Xbox, there were some glitches here and there. We, we loaded him into the elevator, because we were going to go down. And you're supposed to, like, just you can just carry him and get in the elevator. But yeah. we just put him on the floor and just to see what would happen. We hit the elevator button, and his body started ragdolling and bouncing off the elevator walls, and it killed him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because the physics fucked up inside the elevator. Yeah, just not used to having it. Um, yeah, so just just a little tangent there. We're talking about um, Rainbow Six. Uh, no, I mean, I, I can go further into this tangent right now. But okay, go go <laughs> ahead. But I do I do want to just no no. We already we already summarized. Um, yeah, what were you gonna say? Uh, Netflix and Ubisoft's first project together is an animated adaptation of the gaming publisher's Splinter Cell series. The company what? announced today. What? There's gonna be a Splinter Cell Netflix adaptation. And it's going to be animated. Apparently. I, I wonder what style of animation they're going... Are they going with, like, the uh, gritty, realistic kind of animation? Or are they going to go anime animation? Streamer has ordered two seasons from the get-go for a total of 16 episodes. Uh, same person that wrote John Wick. Oh. Uh, that might actually be pretty cool, then. Based on Tom Clancy's book series, follows former Navy SEAL Sam Fisher. Uh, that could be really, really cool, or it could be total flop, and it's going to annoy a lot of people if it's a flop. I, that describes every Netflix series. It's either really well, good or a complete flop. I mean, I'd say most Netflix. More often than not, they're on the popular side rather than the flop yeah. side. I'm but this is something with history to it, like. Quite often Netflix comes up with new and crazy ideas. This is not a new idea. It's it's got like <laughs> prestige to it. It's yeah. Been... Well, I, I'm just I'm thinking back to well, their Witcher series was also not an original idea. It was based on you know the books and That's the games true. and everything. 
and well actually it was based on the books the, the games kind of went their own way because uh, mm-hmm. they take place after the books um, but it was it was pretty good um, they, you know it, it had some some flaws in the first season some things that annoyed me having read the books some uh, yeah. story changes but that were like why did you even do that you just made the story worse having not read the books myself I didn't see those issues yeah uh, apparently Netflix announced generally that with the Witcher mm. Uh, was watched by 76 million households in approximately four weeks. Ooh. I mean, I mean it, that's kind of just one of those crazy numbers you can't really <laughs> picture anyway, I, but holy it, shit. It was a good, it was a good series. I, I plowed through it in like a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, like the complaints I had were just like minor things, and I think they, they made mm. the changes to make it a little bit more appealing to a general audience. Um, but still pretty good. Um, like, yeah, I think that I, is I, the real test of whether something's a f- success or not, is whether someone who's invested in the series as you are yeah. uh, appreciates it. Yeah, because I've read all the books, I've played all the games. Yeah. Um, anyway. uh, and we should just not talk about the Assassin's Creed uh, film. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that even existed. Yeah. You're There's lucky been a lot of, been a lot of bad game, game movies, game-based movies. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Product we kind of deviated a bit from uh, from product placement, but that's uh, our wrap. Yeah, that is typically how it happens. <laughs> we we yeah, we stayed on topic for a whole like ten fifteen minutes. Um, Clearly, I'm not trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we've got five minutes left in the segment. Uh, do we want to keep going with this? Can you think of any other uh, product placements? Otherwise, we could. Uh, <laughs> We'll go on to the second idea. Go on to the second idea. Fuck it, it'll, yeah. it'll be a fifty-minute oh, first God. intro. No. Well, that, that's that's um, why I'm hesitating because I'm looking at the second topic and I'm like, we could talk about this for like you know two hours. Well, so much like um, Splinter Cell's going to Rainbow Six. Hmm. Uh, the first time I ever heard about John Wick was because John Wick is in Payday Two. Hmm. Um. And so is uh, a guy called Rust, who's from a biker, uh, American biker club TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Jimmy, who's from uh, a film called Hardcore Henry. There's Ethan and someone else from a very popular YouTube channel. Uh, they've got a lot of characters from a lot of different places. What well, sounds like it. And but again, I think Payday also it falls into that sort of um live service where you're you know, you're jumping into a match and you know, you're playing you play through a match, but it's it's all self-contained. There's not really from what I've I've seen from the outside because I haven't played it is that mm. there isn't really much of a story or if there is, it's kind of a background presence. Well, you know that idea we have for third um segment uh, yes. Well, that, that's... That, ah, Because okay. I, I wasn't aware. I, it, like you're saying, I was only aware of, like, a vague story plot, and then one day, about a month or two back, I was like, huh, there's a video on, like, the story of it. I might as well find out a bit more. Mm. And I was like, so much that I was missing. Because all the story in it is, like, you can't just find a document in the world which explains this stuff. It's all like connecting 
this situation with this time frame and if you look in a particular direction on a particular map at a particular time there's a flash of something which helps with something else somewhere and this massive like a spider web of a story comes together um there there is like um it's crazy there's something to be said though about the kind of subtle more subtle storytelling um Destiny mm, did something like that when it first came out. You kind of got a feel for the story, but if you really wanted to know anything more detailed than the very surface level stuff, you had to read mm. through all these like cards that would appear. You actually had to go onto Bungie's website and read these cards to figure out what the lore actually was. They, they got mm. better with that in Destiny 2, but in the first one, it, the story was a very light presence. Well, unlike um, in, in the first iteration of the game just to get the final achievement, right? Which is like the hardest level mm. you had to get a particular um, compass direction and the compass direction was like uh, a, a mosaic on a floor somewhere then you had to get a particular pattern which was just on a generic carpet in a house somewhere mm. and then you had to go on this particular level there needs to be a four-man group if you're on a particular difficulty, and you ha all have to stand in particular places, facing particular directions, and hold that position without breaking into the cameras, and then you activate a alternate way to complete the mission, which takes a lot longer, and if you mess up the puzzle, then you lose an hour's worth of playtime, oh. and only then can you possibly <laughs> complete the last mission in Payday 1? Like, it is nutso. So I mentioned, this is like, this is going again into Easter egg territory, and for, I'm pretty sure most people are listening, I kind of know this, but for, for reference, Easter eggs in video games are little hidden things that maybe are mm. off or on canon that the developers have kind of hidden in the game. So talking about, like, you know, finding... Uh, a reference to like you were talking about in Doom where you go into a room and suddenly you're in the old 8-bit Doom and it's like oh right yeah. it's um it's a reference to the old pixely Doom one it's it's an right easter back. egg for the, for that in um what is it in uh that puzzle game that I liked oh Talos Principle in yep. that game there's a hidden area you can get to where you can play their other game was Serious Sam which is a big in the you know, same vein Very as Doom. Very different kind of game. <laughs> yeah, it's Talos Principle is more slow-paced, contemplative, um, yeah. like puzzle-solving game. Hmm? Kind of sinister. It does. It has a very dark undertone. If you take the time to, that's another one that had a very subtle story. That when you started to dig into it, you really hmm. started to notice. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more to it, and it is a very dark story when you finally do get down to it and start to work out what's going on. But yeah, hmm. you can you you find a little a little room with a couch and a copy of uh, Serious Sam Three, one of their other games, playing. If you uh, manage to make it into this little secret Easter egg area. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The um, old. I remember on the PS Two, I think it was. I used mm -hmm. to play Ratchet and Clank Three. Mm-hmm. And if you, back in the day when you had cheat mags, uh, we would look through the cheat mag and there was this thing that was like, oh, 
there's actually a hidden demo in the game where in the menu, if you did a particular button combination, it would give you a demo for Sly Fox. Um, totally, totally random, but it was really cool. And, uh, and that was, yeah, that was another game they made. I remember that game. I never played it, but I, I know the game you're talking about. Mm. Um, I'm just thinking back to other... They, there's other bits where it's kind of like less subtle when they're referencing things. So I think um, when when the original Doom came out, or maybe it was the second one, uh, you could find in when one of the levels when you're in hell, you can find um, the, the corpse of, of Duke Nukem, like hanging, or a very Duke Nukem-esque looking character, like yeah. hanging from a hook. <laughs> like, Oof. and um, it's, you know, it's just them not like mocking the other game, just referencing the other game, which yeah. I, it's it's an interesting little thing. And if you like both games, you'd be like, "Oh, look, they're they're referencing this other game or something like that." <laughs> Duke Nukem um, Forever, the one that took thirteen years to come out, and when it did come out, it was a pretty all over the place generic shooter. Um, yeah, it's never to me that one there there's a scene in the very uh beginning when you you leave and there's a truck that's open and there's some very halo looking power armor in the back of the truck and um this one is not subtle at all because the uh the, there's a guy standing next to it and he's like sir do you want your power armor and he's like power armor power armor is for pussies and then he moves <laughs> on that's my duke nukem impression by the way so okay it, it's like just all subtlety out the window. <laughs> Just like, hey, look, yeah. I referenced Halo and made fun of it. Laugh, you sheep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't even know how we we got here, but I think we're kind of coming Wrapping up on the up, end. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any final thoughts before uh, we close out segment one? Uh, my final thought is I went into this segment with only a third of a cup of coffee, so I'm going to need another cup pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I ran out of tea. <laughs> I was drinking... This is a very odd, like set of beverages I have here. I have a glass of water, I had a glass of tea, and I was having almond milk. Yeah. I've been drinking, like, I literally had three, no, four glasses of milk with my lunch today. Okay. Because well, it was, so, you know the first message I sent you today, which was just, my mouth is on fire? <laughs> yes, I, I was wondering what that was about. I'm assuming you had something <laughs> spicy for breakfast, or? Uh, it was like some insanely hot noodles that my brother got me. Um, and yeah, it was a, a new level. Every single time I took a bite, I had to take a drink of milk because it was just like, God, it was right. also well, really tasty. With, with that description of our, our beverage choices this morning, I think we're going to wrap up segment one there. Um, thank you, everyone who has listened uh, up till now. This is the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Uh, you will hear us again momentarily for segment two. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment. Um, we actually had two movie nights this week. We did. We did indeed. Uh, first one I being. I forgot that it was two in one week. I. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> my memory's not great. Uh, <laughs> and like yesterday, I was saying, I was like, hmm, we've got the podcast tomorrow. Maybe we should watch Kaiser's movie <laughs> before before then. 
Yeah, that would have been three movies. Or like, oh god, that would have been uh, yeah, quite a lot to talk about in one. We probably would have wanted to Ugh. save one if that were the case. But yeah, yeah, we um, it was probably aided by the fact that I was on vacation this week, so mm. I uh, had a little bit of extra time. Uh, but yeah, we watched the original Chronicles of Riddick movie and then uh, Scarface. Um, Scarface yeah, so being the second Sorry. movie in the Riddick installment. Was it actually the second uh, one? Yeah, the first one is more of a horror. Oh. I'll be um, honest, like, that movie didn't really stick with me um, too well. Like, some movies I remember everything that happened, but that one, the plot kind of just went in one yeah. ear and out the other. So, I watched that originally when I was, like, super, super young. Mm. And I think with age, it's kind of less... It grabs me less. But it's still... Uh, like, I, I really enjoy it as a movie. Well, yeah, um, there, there were some really badass action scenes in it. One of my favorite yeah. ones that still <laughs> sticks with me. Uh, it's one of the few that I still actually really remember. And I can't remember what the context is around this. But there are these guys, like, getting up in Riddick's face. And he said something like, it's like, I'll kill you with my teacup. Yeah, that's what I kept going on about. Yeah. So... They, uh, the prison guards were passing Jack down. Mm. Jack, like, killed one of them, and then the rest start mugging her. And he's like, she put the woman down, kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, what are you gonna do? Word. Kill us with your soup cup? It's tea. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll kill you with my teacup. And he, I mean, he does it. Yeah. He, he, like, shatters it and grinds it into the guy's chest. Hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool like badass action moments. Like, it seemed like it, it was an enjoyable movie to watch, but yeah, the, I'm now not even a week on. I'm struggling to remember most of the plot. Yeah, so in, in the first one, uh, he's being transported as a criminal by these well, basically a passenger ship. Hmm. Ship goes down. Ninety percent of the crew are dead. There's a crew of like. Ten of them still alive, also, uh, and he isn't going near the group because they all want to kill him because he's a criminal. Uh, and eventually, they work out like so. There's several suns in the solar system, mm -hmm. so it's not turning to night. Um, but they find this base that reveals that it turns to night like once every god knows how many years, whatever. Hmm. And then it does start to become night, and these creatures come out from the earth, and everything is, like, pitch black everywhere, hence the title of the movie is Pitch Black. Yeah. And they can fly, they're nigh-on indestructible, and the group has to get to the last remaining ship on the planet to escape. Um, and the only people to escape are Riddick, a holy man and the little girl called Jack so that explains why he goes to see the holy man at the beginning of the second film and his connection with Jack who has grown up and become an actual crazy woman <laughs> hello yep I heard you okay I just yeah, I didn't know I was waiting <laughs> to see if you were if you were done with the uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Plot synopsis. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't really have um, 
<laughs> I don't have too much to say about it. This is this is yeah. one of those. Um, it, it's 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 a movie that I think I may rewatch at some point because I I would like to, you know, see it again because as a as a spectacle movie, it seems like the kind of movie I would really like to have on while I was doing something else. You know, mm. like you know, have it playing in the background while I'm doing stuff around the house or like you know, working on editing something. Just as mm. like a because it, it it had a very good um popcorn movie kind of quality right yeah where it's it's yeah. just it's enjoyable to watch but they, the the third uh, episode in it is was a far more recent release so maybe that would appeal more and it takes on a like very slight horror element from the first film but and also kind of the action from the second film. So the num the third film would probably be more popular to people today. Um, the third film, and there's came... a lot of very cool moments in that as well. Yeah, and that that one I think didn't that that came out in the 2010s, didn't it? The the third one, I think. Uh, yeah, it was. Let's see, uh, 2013. Okay, yeah, uh, and I think someone's actually put it all on YouTube illegally, but. Well, I'm saying you can watch it for free if you want it, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of stumbled across that while I was looking for a Riddick 2. Um, yeah. Also, he's got a doggo in number three. Oh, clearly. Then that's that's got to be the best movie, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just makes everything better. But yeah, the... Um... I, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm failing here, but I you trying to find things. So, yeah, no, it, yeah, it's just, just a fun can't. action movie. It was. Um, yeah. So the other movie we watched. Yeah, and I feel Scarface. like this, this is going to be one that we probably talk about quite a bit more because this was a movie that I have owned on Blu-ray and it, to this day sits unopened on my shelf, and it's one that. Because it's a three-hour movie. It's one that I always intended to watch, but it was one that mm. I wanted to actually sit down and watch. And I rarely have the patience to sit still and watch something for three hours. So yeah, I just never got around to it. I think I've owned the movie for two or three years now. Um, and I just never did. I'm glad that we finally did watch it. Because um, it's... I can see why it's such a, a classic. Mm. <laughs> There's... And it is a long movie, but it does. When I was watching it, with the exception of like a couple bits, it didn't seem long. Like, it had me kind of riveted and like really interested in how the movie was going to go throughout the entire three hours. Um, yeah, and I've, I saw how like um, aspects of it have been taken into other films um, yeah. since its release. Oh, and there, there are quite a few iconic quotes that I've heard elsewhere first, and I didn't really know what they were referencing. Mm-hmm. Um, just... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, like the the scene where he's in the restaurant, he's like, Say hello to the bad guy! Never gonna yeah. see a bad guy like this again! And it just, like... <laughs> that The fact that... Al Pacino does a fairly good job, like, doing that... that character and doing that accent because his other main role was in the the Godfather um, playing uh, Michael Corleone and mm -hmm. very different character yeah, yeah very different character very different um, well different different movement different style different accent 
Yeah. Yeah. But I think it really did showcase like how good his uh, his acting range was. For I and I, I I will say that if anyone hasn't seen the movie and intends to watch it, it is a fairly brutal movie. It, it doesn't get like too in your face with gore, but there are some fairly intense like scenes. Yeah, the, in my opinion, the only scene which was intense enough that I, like okay, obviously you know because we like I was like we pause here and I asked if he was okay yeah um was the uh the, the shower scene yeah with where, the chainsaw <laughs> I realised to people listening that sounds like maybe it's ooh it's a smutty scene with the shower no that's not what we're talking about no it's a fairly <laughs> brutal murder with a chainsaw it is um and I didn't I kind of I saw it I mean there was a build up to it so you knew it was coming but I was like nah they're not gonna do this they're not gonna do this and I was like, hang on, it's kind of an old film. Maybe they could get away with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they didn't actually show it, fortunately. Um, well, they show blood flying out and the guy screaming, which is pretty bad. But, uh, yeah. It, I that think was pretty, pretty graphic. Well, yeah, what got it... Because you're right, they don't... They don't again, they don't graphically depict any of the gore, really. Hmm. But just the close-up shots on like the guy's face when the blood is like spraying up, it's like it. They they do. I think they do something that a lot of movie makers now could kind of learn from, is that they actually used the fact that they weren't the fact that they weren't showing it was more horrifying, because yeah. it's left in your imagination what was going on like just outside of the camera shot. Mm. Um, and you're right. Yeah, you just hear the screaming. You see the blood popping up, and it's yeah. Yeah, and uh, while that was happening, and you know the guys were down by the car. Mm. It's you also get that feeling, and I absolutely hate it in movies where you're like, "This is this is dumb. Why are they doing the? Why are they flirting with girls right now when there is clearly like someone screaming in the building?" Wait, the TV was turned up and all yeah, that. And it was yeah. just the frustration of knowing and, you know, wanting to shout at the screen. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's something you get a lot in... I, I find myself getting a lot in horror movies is, like, you mm. know, the characters You're are like, doing something dumb. Why are you opening that door? It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, there is a... Um, the, the phrase I like that uh, the uh, Yahtzee, the guy from Zero Punctuation... Uh, his his um, phrase for it is an an idiot plot, and it's a this isn't one of those things. But in a horror movie in particular, it's a plot that literally the key events can only happen because all of the main characters are idiots. Yeah, um, yeah. it's fantastical. Yeah. So, and, but um, thinking back to this movie, it, this was a scene. I was so I was talking to my uh, my father the other day after we had seen it. And um, he really liked the movie, and he wanted to tell me about stuff. He's like, oh, oh if you haven't yeah, seen it, then... And yeah. um, the scene that he mentioned that he always thought was, like, kind of the most, you know, brutal, at least from a psychological standpoint, was that scene where he's going after his old boss, the guy who tries to have him killed at the club. Oh, well, when he walks into the boardroom with his two buddies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, the guys like you, there's that slow like build up where it just it starts off really tense and it just builds and builds and builds. And then I was super chill during that. I I don't know. I I, I 
I found it to be I, I kind of agree with my dad on this one it was I think it's it's not I didn't find myself like um, you know moving around in my chair or like going like oh god like I did during the shower scene but like from a psychological perspective like the fact that that guy like you 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 as the audience knew that this guy's dead and it was just watching the slow realization of this guy thinking oh god I'm gonna die and then yeah. having that momentary relief before he ends up getting shot the moment it zoomed in on the clock um showing 3 p.m and I was like okay I know what the, I, I I understand what the whole build-up to this was now why he said call them at 3 p.m and say this hmm. uh, makes it really uh, another level of kind of intrigue into it because it's like okay he knows what the person is saying on the phone and he's gauging the reaction uh, to see whether he actually did betray him or not oh uh, did you not work that out no oh my I god I didn't, <laughs> I didn't catch that you know what but that that clicked I, I was wondering what the 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 zoom in on the clock was all about yeah because um, he was told to tell him uh sorry boss he got away and yeah. if the if the guy was like wait what are you talking about then it wouldn't have been him that ordered it uh, yeah and that's why scarface then started saying why'd you have to betray me that okay that makes that whole thing makes a whole lot more sense now i was wondering <laughs> the, the i didn't i didn't the clock thing didn't click for me um, no? Didn't tick for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. TikTok. Mm. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I was kind of just waiting for for the guy to die <laughs> for most of that because it it was a, it was a little bit drawn out. It, not not in a boring way. I wasn't bored while it was happening. I was slightly yeah, on edge. Yeah. Um, but not in a I feel bad for the guy. It was more just like, all right. First of all. Is he going to get mowed down by the submachine gun? Mm. <laughs> so I first thought. Then it was, oh, is he going to just leave him alive to flee the country or, like, yeah. you know, meet some other tragic end? And then it was like, oh, okay, this guy's just going to shoot him in the head. I did cool. I, I did like that <laughs> that line, though. He's like, he's like, all right, fine, I won't shoot you. And he looks at his, his you know, his second-in-command guy there and yeah. he's like, all right, shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> and then you go through all that. He kills the two guys, and then he—it's just the last guy, the subordinate there. And yeah. It's just like, and he—he's like, oh, what about him? And he turns back, and just there's this very tense moment, and then he just goes, "You want a job?" <laughs> and it like it. Um, my my dad made this point when I talked to him. It it adds just like a little bit of levity at the end of a very yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, and I think that that was kind of needed because that was that scene probably, like I said, maybe not as intense as the uh, the shower scene in terms of pure like horror, but yeah, um, you you need like a little bit of a little little tick up at the end there. They mm. they do that a lot in the movie. I'm I'm finding, or I'm like thinking back on it. They have a very intense scene followed by a bit of levity to kind of balance yeah, you out. It. Yeah. So like when he's down in Panama talking with the like the drug lord down there, right? Right. And the uh, other guy so like, Yeah. Yeah, the other guy uh gets like kicked out of a helicopter and hung. Yeah. Um that's also pretty brutal. But then it goes it goes back to them and there's kind of a 
both a character development moment for Scarface, but also a um, or for uh, Tony Montana, and but also a bit of levity there. He's like, I only got two things in this world. I got my balls, and I got my word, and I don't break neither of them for nobody. Yeah. And I, I just I like because. A, it was kind of a funny line, but B, it it's a bit of character, uh, a bit of a character defining moment for Tony Montana. Um, yeah, I mean, up till the point where the helicopter takes off. Hmm. I mean, if you take out the fact that they were talking about cocaine, it could have been a scene from Pride and Prejudice. Um, they were just like walking through a building, yeah. then they were sitting having afternoon tea. Beautiful it was garden. Very casual, very relaxed. <laughs> that is a hilarious juxtaposition. Fucking <laughs> 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 and Scarface. And then, uh, oh, oh, suddenly there's a, a bruised and beaten guy who's just been kicked off the helicopter by with a noose around him. Yeah. And that, that to me was the big juxtaposition. And yeah, then it went to the. That reminds me of. Uh, there was. So there's a, um, I thought honestly they were just going to kick him out of the helicopter and let him drop. There was a, uh, there was a dictator in South America, like a military dictator, and I can't remember his name. It started with a P, Pinochet. Um, he used to execute his political enemies by, you know, kicking them out of helicopters, um, and having them fall to death. Just a little, little bit of a real life... <laughs> Huh. Real life thing there. So I honestly, oh. I, I didn't even think that they were going to hang him. I thought they were going to just kick him out and let him fall. Yeah, but then, you know, that makes a terrible mess in the garden. Yeah, well. Um, I, the So something I, I failed to remember in the segment one. Yeah. You know how I was talking about all the characters from films and stuff in Payday? Yeah. Tony Montana is also in Payday. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Although, he is. no. Sorry, in, in the bio, it it's like. Someone who thinks and resembles Scarface, although obviously everyone knows that Scarface died X years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh Sorry my god. That, that ending, like that last standoff scene was pretty crazy too. Mm. That was a good ending. Uh, well, I'd say good ending. I would prefer, obviously, if he survived, but even then, it's a good way to go out. Yeah, I mean, he's he's fighting off, like, you know, tons of people with, yeah. like, an assault rifle with a grenade launcher on it. Yeah, like, he's just... coked up as fuck. He's on, <laughs> he's in his castle. And that's the thing, he uh, keeps, like, he, he he's so coked, he gets shot, like, you know, five or six times, and he's so coked up, yeah. he doesn't even notice. Yeah. That takes a double barrel. Oh, yeah! Never learn about, or maybe maybe it's something that I just missed while mm. watching the movie. Uh, who's the the lone lone gunman? Because it feels like he has some kind of main character aura about him. Yeah, you but, know what? I don't. I don't yeah, know. he looks he looks really out of place because he looks like he looks like the Terminator, right? In the original Terminator films, the sunglasses and the leather jacket. I think he was just supposed to be like an, an expert hitman. Right, I, I don't, I don't, but I don't remember if they ever defined who he was. If somebody else is yeah. listening to this and they've, you know, they've heard about, probably knows a lot more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Knows knows who that character was. If he's supposed to be someone more significant, uh, yeah, let us let us know. But I assume he was also an employee of the Sozas. Yes, because also yeah. those were all Sozas men. Yeah. Um, that, that's why I'm but... thinking. It's I think they threw a bunch of like cannon fodder and then. 
you know, one sent in the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah one <laughs> one like professional hitman. Mm. I that's I didn't read any deeper into it than that. I just thought it was like okay, they've these all these other guys who are running around dying like they're literally just there to distract and soften up the uh, the house before you know right. big in a no before the big man comes in and finishes the job. Yeah, very inefficient weapon for a, for an expert assassin. I would say. Yeah, but I mean. I mean, it's got style to it, obviously, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's also a little bit more... Like, he seemed to be up close and personal, because doesn't he, like... I think he, he like, choked somebody out earlier on. Like, he was going for stealth, that guy. Whereas no, everyone else was first... just... He, he kills the fat man, right? Yeah. And with the fat man, he literally comes up behind him, puts the dull barrel shotgun to the back of his head, and pulls the trigger. Oof. Uh, Alright, so he was, he was going in for close range work. Yeah, he, it wasn't super silent, but his approach was silent. And yeah, it was someone else who, uh, the the regular people when it started out were using garrots and... Yeah, and I think that that, that probably, um, the shotgun may have just been his way to like guarantee a kill. Um, I agree that there's yeah. probably more subtle ways that he could have done it. But it is like, pretty final at close combat. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you, if you um, you can take like a few um, bullets from like a you know most machine guns and uh, mm. it'll be fine. But the um, well, depending on where they hit you, like you can, you're not. It's not a guaranteed kill unless you you know nail somebody in the head. But with a um, with a shotgun, especially a double barrel at close range, you're gonna like completely rip up their insides. Or if, like, mm. in the case of the fat guy in the back of it, sorry, this is getting very uh, <laughs> bit graphic, but yeah, you know, it's fine. We got time. <laughs> but so that's that's what I was thinking. But you're right. Like, mm. I'm thinking like a maybe a, a garrote or a knife would have made a little bit more sense. But, so I mean, it was Miami in the '80s. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean. The the my, Miami is known at least in the gaming world for being a place where you get some crazy killing people. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like the uh, the running meme of Florida man. Well, yeah, but I was I was thinking Hotline Miami specifically. There is um, that too, which is also the, set in the eighties in Miami. The, the the one of the main issues, as awesome as the ending is, and I don't think they could have made it any more awesome. Hmm. But the efficiency of the way that they took out so uh, took out, God, I've forgotten his name now. Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Yeah. They could have done it a lot better, right? For a start, the compound is surrounded by trees and the ocean. Hmm. So they they could have straight up gone in from from the ocean. Then they wouldn't even have to go through all the guards to start with. Second of all, his balcony looks out upon like a forest. Hmm. Could've Someone could have just the... shot yeah. him from yeah. outside of the compound. <laughs> That's a good point. If somebody had like a long range rifle, but I think yeah. part of it was it was it was not they didn't want it to be just like a hit, right? I think it yeah. was supposed to be sending a message. So yeah, they like, didn't just kill him; they killed all of his guards. Right? Yeah. They they the guy down in Panama was trying to prove a point. It's like you cross me, I can send a whole fucking army after you. Hmm. But I think the the reason so the reason that Souza turned on Tony Montana was because Tony 
killed um, an assassin he was meant to be working with because the assassin was going to kill a target but also had the target's wife and children around. Yeah, they were so supposed I think... to assassinate Sorry. some politician that was causing trouble for Sozin. And so they yeah. they had planned to have it just be him and a driver in the car, and then they were going to detonate the car uh, with him in it right in front of the UN. But uh, for some reason, his wife and kids got in the car, even though they weren't supposed to be there. The assassin's like, no, we got to do this now. It's now or never. This has to happen. And uh, Tony Montana is, you know, getting really upset, just like, oh, it's, you know, we're not, no kids, no women, you know. Mm. And he ends up just shooting him in the head. Also, because I don't really he, understand. He was all coked up too. I don't really understand why they didn't blow him up before the kids and wife got in the car. Really, it was because um, it was supposed to happen in front of the UN to send a message. Yeah, exactly. So, granted, yeah, maybe if they didn't want to send a message and they're like, okay, abort, abort, you've got to blow up now before the kids and wife get in there. But I don't think they had enough time, because by the time they realized the, the wife and kids were getting in, because he had circled around to get in front of the hotel again, um, yeah. they were already right next to the car. So they would have killed him if they'd blown up the car then, too. And so I think yeah. that was that was why it, they... And then they spend the next, like, mile or two arguing in the car. Yeah, I mean, they could also just wait until they got to wherever they were going. Waited until the yeah, wife and kid got out. Like, if they got out first, maybe. Yeah, it's pretty unlikely. There was some, some options, but I don't think... It was, again, it was a very in, intense scene. The assassin guy is just like, no, we gotta do this, we gotta do this. And Tony Montana is like, fuck you, I ain't killing no women and kids. And... Hmm, that was quite a nice um, antipathy. Because oh. previously he's just been like a murdering, rampaging maniac, pretty much. Uh, but it shows a a very human side to him. <laughs> there's, there's so there's also something like some of the Spanish gets translated right, and it's usually yeah. when there's exposition. But this is something that I mentioned while we were watching the movie. Um, there's there's little interactions that they have in Spanish, and most of the, most of the time it's just rudimentary Spanish. They're switching back and forth, and so you can pretty much figure out what they're saying, like if you know any Spanish at all. But there are a couple like little interactions they have with each other um, uh, that they don't translate and are in Spanish, and they just they're it's a lot funnier if you actually know what they're saying. Um, one that I will not say in English because it's kind of crass is they're yeah. looking at these these women walking by, and there's like two hot women, and then there's like two older women behind them, and then. The guy's like, oh, look at look at those beautiful women. And the other guy next to him is like, what are you talking about? They're like 70 years old. And he's like, not those ones, the hot ones. And then they're, you know, they're, they're messing with each other. And uh, as they're, they're walking off, uh, they see another woman in, um, in a bikini. And like one of the guys in Spanish goes, um, it was something like, uh, que coño rico. And um, it's, uh, let me just say it was... Uh, Basically, an expletive about how uh, how rich a certain part of her body was. Um, a swear word that I don't want to use in the podcast. I think you actually used it in part one anyway. Yes, yeah. um, oh. you did. <laughs> but <Whoops>. anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah no the, regarding the relationships in that film, the god the moment you see um, 
the uh, and I can't remember what the guy's name is the 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 the, the boss what's his name uh ooh, what was his name Frank maybe no let's call him Frank let's okay, call him Frank. Frank the boss yeah I can't remember uh, his name when we first see his wife yeah and it's like the instant oh I fell in love the moment I saw her thing mm. that just made me like mentally sick because I was like alright you've not even like met this woman yet and you've just seen her once and you're like obviously it's like the worst person in the world you can fall for well I think the the power bit of it was also one of the reasons that they were um Sorry, I think that that's also one of the reasons that they were, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Drawn to each other. Yeah, that, that he was drawn to her was because it was such a, like, a dangerous person to get involved yeah. with. Because she was, yeah, and she was, like, she was the, the wife of the guy who had all the power. And so I think Tony Montana, he's clearly a very ambitious person. And I think that's why he was, like, thinking he, he really wanted to go for her in particular i think he fell in love not just with her but with the you know prestige with the concept of breaking the boundaries exactly yeah. the prestige and power that it would represent for him going for that woman and i think that must be the only thing because she was like an asshole and i mean also she was permanently poked up she yeah had, she was smoking there was one scene where she literally did uh two puffs of cocaine she then took a cigarette out of her mouth and then she had some whiskey all in a space of about five seconds I'm like wow this is just all of the things that will fuck your body up in once um, like you can't be mentally sane surely if you're doing all three of them at once that's gotta make you trip real hard mm. um so no, I, 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 her character. I really didn't, I could not understand anything around her character because it just seems like a disaster zone waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man! All right. Well, I think, I think there's that's really all there, there is to talk yeah. about that movie. Um, anything else you wanted to, to talk about with uh, with Scarface? I'm trying to think back through the, the movie if there was any other scenes that I just um, I really liked. Uh, the the friendo dying. That part made me like really sad. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it could have been such a nice thing, but it. I I, I don't know why I'm trying not to avoid saying spoilers because obviously it's like how old was this movie? 1983. <laughs> 83, bam. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It It could have been really... That could, it, If that had gone differently, I think the whole film would have ended on a such a positive note, because he wouldn't have gone home then and there, yeah. so the whole fight at the end wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Uh, she would be really happy, be a nice family thing, he would be literally welcomed into the family, and it, yeah, it could have been such a good ending. Yeah, and it just, yeah, but I mean, that that's I mean, it's still a good ending. But I feel like that's that's how these these gang like the the eighties gang movies kind of end. 
Like yeah, they always end that way. It's they they're because I mean in real life that's in that's the way that a lot of the uh, the real life gangsters and mobsters that they're based on that's how their lives end. They uh, yeah. they over overstretched their reach and paid the price for it. Yeah, like um, I don't know. Have you seen The Irishman? I have. Yeah, yeah, I've seen The Irishman. That's another really good film, and uh, yeah, kind of. It feels like all the events of the movie, no matter how long it is, lead up to a single decision at the end, which decides whether they live a happy life and do one way, or they don't like learn a kind of lesson, and they end up just dri like, driving themselves into the grave, basically. Hmm. Um, that's how most mob films like go for me, anyway. Yeah. Um, but how? Uh, sorry, I see the time's winding on. We, <laughs> uh, what's what did you have planned for next week? Oh, for movies. So uh, next week, just a little little preview. There's a an animated movie that I found like that I liked a lot. And I've Anime. About... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> it's uh, so you know the band uh, Daft Punk. Yes. Uh, they released an album, and I don't know which came first or if they were released together, but they essentially this entire movie. There's no dialogue. There's no um, like actual like there's there's implied talking, but it's all silent, and the entire movie is just the length of the album. And it's all like it's a it's a great movie, but it's all like it takes place over the course of this entire Daft Punk album, and they manage to tell a story just through like visuals and music. And it's it's mm. honestly this the story's a bit generic, but I think they they fall back on those tropes so that they could actually kind of accomplish what they were looking for from an artistic standpoint. I really like the movie. It's actually a really good album too. So um, they yeah. did something like, I mean, I won't. I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot mm. next time. But um, Fallout Boy, I think, did something similar. They've got like a whole like. Yeah, the um, oh, what's the, the album is actually like a story that goes. It's not a very well connected story. It's got Elton John in it at the end as well. Yeah, there's um, there's another band that did something like that. They they didn't have I think they had comic books that went along with it. I'm um yeah. hold on. Waffle. I've seen the Fallout Boy one. It just seemed very disjointed at the time, so hopefully this is gonna be more of a uh, actual narrative from, Coheed uh, and Cambria. What did you say? Coheed and Cambria, that's the band I was trying to think of. They released uh, an album that I either had a comic book that went along with it, but the, the whole album told a story. Um Gotcha. So there, there's there's it's been done before, but this this one is particularly good. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll we'll find some time to watch that this week, and then we will be able to talk about it next week. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up segment two there. Um, yep. Thank you everyone for listening, and uh, this has been the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast. And you will hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are now on segment three, our wild card segment. Where the this... wild card. God damn. Where That's this... my zone. 
<laughs> this week we uh, there's an interesting new idea um, that came up. Blue was telling me about uh, another YouTube channel he was watching where they tried to do something similar to this, um, and I thought it'd be a, a fun little thing to uh, to try on here. Is Basically, it? what? Well, oh, sorry. Are you thinking about your hammer or law hammer? Or... Uh, no, well, you were talking about it before. What, what were you talking about? Like, you were talking oh, about... Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, sorry, Cynical Brit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it. um, it's like, oh, that, that might be something interesting to do here. Basically, what we're going to try to do is we're going to pick some sort of a movie, game, or book franchise, and, um, one person's going to time it, and the other person is going to try to, within two minutes, uh, describe the entire lore, or at least... The most important basics for that series. Yeah, a brief synopsis of everything that happens. <laughs> yeah, and this is either going to end like be end up being entertaining or just a complete disaster. So, <laughs> come on the well, journey with I, us. I think no one will properly understand what is said, but the person, if someone knows what they're talking about, then I think they will be able to follow along. <laughs> I think this is probably going to be more entertaining for the people who do know the lore of the series that we're talking about. Mm. Because I imagine that we're going to have to use some shorthand in it to kind of... And I think we should avoid things that we've both seen or played. Okay. Because then it's, like, interesting for the other person because it's something they haven't heard about. Alright, so I'm going to get a stopwatch ready. Yep, I've got a time ready. So are we going to agree on one minute or two minutes? Or should we go midway and say one minute thirty? Let, let's start with 1 minute 30, and then if it... <laughs> I think if it's too much or too little, gotcha. Yeah. So, oh God, I don't want an alarm clock. I want a stopwatch. Yeah, it's the same app, though. There we go. Yeah, I just clicked on the wrong tab. Hmm. Okay, uh, do you want to mm. open us up with Payday, since that's what you were talking about a little earlier? Uh, I feel like Payday should be one of the last. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. No, 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 no. Fuck it, I'll go with Payday. Because it's my wheelhouse. Uh, although that being said, oof, it's gonna be a challenge. All right, all right, all right, well, Hal. Yeah, you ready? I think so. All right, three. Uh, can you, but can you can you warn me when there's like twenty I, seconds to go? I will give you a warning at thirty seconds, one minute, and or what? Yeah, thirty seconds and one minute. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right. Okay, ready? Alright, three, two, one, go. Okay, the Payday franchise revolves around four heisters, or criminals, who each wear these clown masks, and they go out to different banks or stores and things, and they rob the place. Uh, they're led by one uh, overarching leader who no one knows what the guy looks like, called Bane. Now, they're all, in the first game, they're all just like robbing banks, and for one special mission, they are going to a hospital. And they, what they basically do is they're stealing a, uh, a virus, which someone, some client wants. They One don't know who. But in exchange for the fuck, in exchange for the virus, they get a book called the Book of Cagliostro. The Book of Cagliostro is about this ancient civilization and their ways, and it talks about a great power. And basically, although no one in the gang is aware of it except for Bane, they're slowly, slowly, slowly working their way towards... Unlocking the powers of Cagliostro, which is a giant fucking pyramid underneath the White House, and there's uh, there's a, <laughs> there's like an Illuminati-esque enemy group trying to get the power. Um, they 
try and make um they try and get in different ways they get like uh someone to try and be the president that doesn't quite work and they have to bring in like about 30 different heisters with different specialities and uh shit and the final mission you break into the high house but if you do it properly you get into the lower levels you enter the pyramid you put this mine gold all around the circle and then the, the bane becomes the president in a different life and oh then they go away in a boat and live happily ever after. You're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was I that crazy like... Illuminati shit? Okay, there's a lot more to that game than I thought. There is so much. I cut out like 90% of Payday 2. I spoke for the first 30 seconds about talking about Payday 1. I didn't even mention like someone going to prison or like Oh my god, there were so many characters, so much plot. There's the person that replaces Bane, I didn't even talk about him. That 1 minute 30 is not enough to talk about Payday 2. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Alright. For uh, for reference, if anyone's actually curious what it's about, there is a 12 episode series by a YouTuber called The Noli. Mm. Very interesting. I suggest you check it out. Uh, if you've played the game or not, um... Because it's it's very very in depth. It talks about like fucking aliens and people who lived centuries ago. Um, oh, a big revolving cycle of anyway. It, there's so much information. <laughs> God. All right. Well, so it's it's my turn next. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I think it, let me let me start off with something I'm probably going to be stronger on. Um, I can do Halo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know much about Halo. I've played Halo Reach, but yeah, uh, I don't know much. It's the Flood in Halo, isn't it? Right? No, uh, the Flood and the Covenant, and yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I'll I'll get into it. Hopefully, okay. I can get through all of it. Tell me when you're ready. <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah. Just uh, tell me when. All right. Three, two. One stop. Okay, Halo is a sci-fi series set about 500 years in the future. I think it's like 2055 uh, when the game opens up. Um, 2550, I should say. And um, the government, like Earth, has colonized a bunch of different planets. So far, they haven't encountered any aliens. It's all humans out there. Um, but the colonies are getting rebellious. There's terrorist attacks and everything. And so a secret, like, Black Ops government program decides that the best way to do or handle things is to make uh, super soldiers. One minute. But by doing... But to make the super soldiers, they have to kidnap young children, like six years old, they make flash clones of them, and that batch of children that gets augmented becomes the first Spartan 2s. The, um, well, Master Chief, the main character from Halo, is one of those guys. His actual name is John. Uh, they go out, they stop a few rebels, but before they really get moving, um, humanity makes first contact with the Covenant, which is a conglomerate conglomeration, a religious theocracy of alien species. Uh, shit. They they, um, they <laughs> attack humanity. The Spartans become instrumental in fighting them. In the first Halo game, you are running away from the uh, Covenant when they attack Reach, the military homeworld of the uh, UNSC, the humans, and you run, run across a ring that was made by an ancient race that then, can kill all life in the galaxy. Okay. Is, is, that, it, you ending it? is, that, the, okay. is that at time? No, three seconds. Oh, uh, well, 
Fuck! I thought you were. I thought you said it ended, but then I said, "Is that it?" Because you stopped talking. I was like, "What?" No. There, there's quite a bit more. I was just trying to summarize it. I I literally just got to the end of the first game. So about forty five seconds in, and you're you're like, "Master Chief, he's called John, by the way." And I'm like, "You're really talking about John?" <laughs> well, he's the main character for the rest of the series. Yeah, I I I realized. Yeah, a minute and a half. God, I probably should have. I, I literally—it's a lot less than you think it is, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. I what I described there was the plot of the first book and the first yeah, game. the origins. Yeah. yeah, I got through the origins in the first game, and the first game was kind of blurted out in the last ten seconds. <laughs> like, yeah, you explained how like the soldiers came about. Yeah, but then I, you didn't really get to why they came about. Yeah, I didn't even get to the flood either, which is another big part of Halo. You, you called the flood like a conglomerate. So as far as no, no, I no, know, no, not the flood, like... the the covenant. Oh, sorry, the covenant. So the basically, flood, just the sounds flood like are, a, a I, kind I never of... even mentioned the the flood. The flood come much later in the first. <laughs> it game. sounds like just an industry war between two people. <laughs> well, they they are. Okay. They're a conglomeration of like alien species and a religious theocracy. If you you make it sound like two heavily armed shopping centers going at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we find private mercenaries like mess up the other person's mall. <laughs> that's, I mean, honestly, in the early stages of the books, that's that's kind of what it's like. Except one shopping center is significantly better equipped, and the, the humans get their ass kicked. Uh, oh um, my god! Okay, I think right around two. Yeah, I think. We have to tell the other person what it is that they have to describe the story of. Okay. Around two. All I right. think we put it up to two minutes to make it it's a little bit easier. Yeah. But the one... other person decides what they have to talk. Uh, okay. Uh, well, in that case, I'm going to be mean. Uh, Warhammer 40k. Well, okay. I think we also have to say it's something that the other person actually has an idea. Like, cause I didn't know. I don't know jack shit about Warhammer 40k. Oh, okay. I thought you did. I like I and I don't know much about 40k either. I know I, a lot about 30k. I know a lot of interesting little tidbits about it, but the overarching story I have very little clue about. <laughs> what about uh, Star Wars? You got a good grasp on that? Yeah, I can do Star Wars. All right, you go for Star Wars then. Okay, two minutes on the clock. Two minutes on the clock, and three, two, one, go. Okay, there's this character called Jar Jar Binks, and he's just the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so, um, a, a boy called Anakin Skywalker is brought up on a desert planet, his mother is enslaved, he uh, does pod racing, and he gets a bunch of money to pay off his debt to the, the slaver. Uh, he gets taken off-world by... Uh, 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 fuck, what's the guy called? It's not Obi-Wan. It's Qui-Gon It's someone else. Qui-Gon Jinn, thank you. And he... Trains him up as a Jedi. He then his Qui-Gon gets killed. Obi-Wan becomes Anakin's new master. Uh, they're fighting. They're doing really good. Um, the clones get taken. No, the clones become a thing from uh, Kamino. The aliens there are like we. Someone ordered this shipment, so we we've given you a bunch of clones to fight your armies. The clones then become corrupted by the Sith when Anakin also becomes evil. One minute left. Anakin turns into Darth Vader. How much time? One minute. Uh, Anakin turns into Darth Vader because Emperor Palpatine is actually evil, even though before he was just the Senate. Uh, and then 
the Empire is, like, born, the droids get thrown in the trash because they have new stormtroopers now, the rebels, which is what's left of the good guys, uh, become, like, outcast in a lot of the systems, they're battling each other, and finally seconds. ends because, uh, how much? 30. Okay, it ends when, uh, Luke, Anakin's, um, son, who he had with a princess, doesn't matter, uh, kills, or almost kills the Emperor, and does kill his father, who's Darth Vader, Darth Vader kills the Emperor, they all die, except Luke, he flies off, he's <laughs> flown off, um, then there's a bunch of crappy sequels, who no one cares about. Alright, that, that's exactly two minutes. Thank God. <clears throat> also, I don't, I don't think Luke kills Vader, I think like um no i couldn't remember how yeah so I, if i remember the ending to that that last star wars movie like um vader and luke fight and then the emperor like luke refuses to kill vader oh he gets electrocuted doesn't yeah, he? yeah yeah and then then darth vader has this like okay. daddy moment where he's like you ain't touching <laughs> my son moment. and he picks up the emperor <laughs> and the emperor is still electrocuting so darth vader yeah. becomes like a lightning rod and then he throws the emperor down a shaft and I think mm. that's what eventually kills him. He gets shafted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Thank you for perfectly summarizing the uh, sequel trilogy, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there are so many things where I was like, I know what the answer to them is, but because I had to think so quickly, I just blurted out an answer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there was so yeah. much to go through. I I'll admit that, like, the ones, the probably the stuff that I, I know... The Star Wars I know the most lore about is the Old Republic, because I played the shit out of KOTOR 1 and 2. Mm. Um, but that was, that was pretty good. You hit, like, almost exactly two minutes. Um, okay, right. Now for your one. Yeah. I was thinking about being really cheeky and saying Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> um, but honestly, I, I don't believe. think there's enough in there to fill two minutes. It's pretty straightforward. Um... Yeah, but I could get down in the weeds doing it. But yeah, okay. What's one of the other ones you were thinking? Uh, did you play WoW back in the day? No, no. Um, oh, a bunch okay. of people from the Hive tried to get me into it, and it just wasn't my... The only um, MMO that I ever played a significant Ooh. amount of was uh, Fantasy Star Universe. Okay, right. I, I'm taking a segment of... Um, of of, of this, this overarching law mm. that I want you to uh, describe in two minutes, and oh. that is the uh, the law of the main campaign of um, Morrowind and Oblivion and Skyrim. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. okay, fuck. I played those games so much. <laughs> Exactly. Um, That's why I thought it would be kind of fair. <laughs> okay, let's let's see if I how much of it I still remember. All right. Are you gonna um, divide it up into thirty seconds each, or? I well, it's it's two minutes I have now, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, thirty, forty seconds. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Skyrim's probably gonna take me the least time to describe because <laughs> it's plots a little bit more of a light touch. Well, that's all about the the priests. Yeah, yeah. The okay, great, okay. Great I'll get to it. I'll get to it. All right. Yeah, okay. Right, I'm ready. Just uh, let me know when. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>
commence. All right, Morrowind takes place on the continent of Vanderfell, which, oh no, no, not on the continent, there's an island in the middle in the Morrowind region. It's in, there's this giant, like, fantasy continent, Morrowind is a region in it, and it takes place on a small island within Morrowind, or within that region. Um, you are just some random Yahoo who was on a prison ship, and you get out, and then you get set on a quest to go and talk to this guy who's the leader, or he's he's part of a faction called the Blades, which are kind of like secret police that serve the Emperor. He sets you on a quest, you go out and find some stuff, it all culminates in you getting up to a giant mountain that apparently has, like, has like doom happening. Uh, and you you prevent that doom to stop Morrowind from blowing up and then become the hero of the land. Oblivion, similarly, you are also a prisoner uh, in a jail cell, and due to an assassination attempt on the Emperor and his kids, uh, you're now in Cyrodiil, which is the main like capital area, uh, you get let out of prison and become the chosen one. The Emperor gives you a thing and sets you off on a quest to find his bastard son um, so that you can close the Oblivion gates and stop hell from literally coming to Earth. Um... You go around, find that guy, and then fight off uh, the the demons through the Oblivion Gates and close them. 40 seconds. Um, then in Skyrim, you uh, once again, I think, are a prisoner. Uh, yeah, you're, you're on your way to getting executed. And then Godzilla flies down and blows some shit up. And you escape, <laughs> and you get to choose either the faction that was about to kill you or the faction that was about to be killed with you. So if your brain isn't dead, you follow the faction that was about to be killed with you. And you go off, there's a big rebellion happening, you find out that you're the legendary Dragonborn, uh, you can learn dragon shouts and make things go boom, and you become super powerful, fight off the civil war, and then stop this giant elder dragon from destroying the whole world and causing an apocalypse. That's it. And we're done. How was I doing on time? Again, good time. Good time. That was it. Okay. I knew, I knew that I was going to have an easy... Ironically, I think Oblivion was the one I got through the quickest. Hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, you spent, I mean, the first 20 minutes, 20 minutes? 20, 20 seconds. seconds of uh, Morrowind just describing the continent, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it also set me up for the, the the subsequent games, because they all take place in different regions on the continent. Yeah, they and all, yeah. so I wanted to take a second to go like, okay, this is, it's it's a region. So Morrowind's a region, <laughs> Cyrodiil's a region, Skyrim's a region. You know, I could really have thrown, like, a, a span in the works if I'd said Describe Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> oh god, I didn't play that game nearly enough. I I, I get. Um, There's not really a main story. <laughs> there really isn't. Uh, so like, um, I mean, the plot of it is uh, the continent has been split up into three factions because WoW had factions and we want them to. Um, yeah. And I Basically, don't really know much transactions. About that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> what, what time are we looking at? Have we, have we got time for round three? I, honestly, I think we're we're doing pretty good on time. Yeah, I think we're yeah. we've got another like eleven or twelve minutes at least for the segment. So let's. Uh, okay, round three. Have you got any ideas for how we could switch up? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um... Wild card section. <laughs> <laughs> How about for this one, we try to describe the plot of something that we've heard about, but don't really know too much about. Okay. So just, just like things that we, we basically have a vague knowledge, knowledge of, but don't actually have that much first-hand knowledge from playing games, watching movies, or reading books. I was thinking, and this is just throwing it out there. Okay. Um, 
we describe a uh, like we have been doing, but we're only allowed to use nouns and adjectives. What? <laughs> how is how is that even? Well, the time limit's not going to be necessary because it's just going to yeah, be no, a three word description. I think that might be slightly too difficult. <laughs> I mean, you're you're working in word puzzles to what's already kind of a challenge. <laughs> um, yeah, your Lizdestic might uh, kick in. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so sorry. What was your idea? So it was just like something that we know about and kind of know a bit about, but okay. not something that we have like too much firsthand experience with. <laughs> okay. Um. So, like, uh, I don't know. It, it essentially would be like me asking you to describe Halo or something like that. We've already done Halo, so not that one. Uh, okay. I'm but, just seeing, like, how much that we actually get right the other person knows. Yeah, exactly. Something that I know, but you don't. Or that okay. you know that I don't. And that we've kind of vaguely... Uh, have a vague understanding of. Hmm. Um, I don't know. What's... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm now that I've come up with this idea. Now I'm trying to actually think of something I could do. Yeah. Um, uh, you. Mm, 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 mm. I'm looking down through like my list of games right now, and there's so many games that just don't have stories. <laughs> um, well, it doesn't have to be a game. It could be like um, you know movies or TV shows or something like that that we've just heard Kaiser, of. Kaiser, talk about the intense lore behind Polybridge. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here, why don't you have you played The Witcher? At all? Uh, I played it for about an hour, and it was so confusing and so much text that I just wanted to stab myself. Alright, that's that's gonna be yours then. I have watched the TV series. Okay, okay, but I'm I'm specifically gonna ask you to talk about the uh, the game series. Okay. Just from, okay. from what you've you've heard third or second hand. I'll I'll see um after and I think after you finish Ooh. I'll go through and uh, point out anything that you got right or was more egregiously wrong. Gotcha. What, okay. what were you going to say? I was thinking XCOM. I, I don't know the plot to that at all. You've played the game, though, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, but I just I barely understood <laughs> what was going on. <laughs> okay. That, that was just the game that I, I played casually on my couch like while I was listening to a podcast. I, I wasn't really paying too close attention to it. Yeah, it's alright, well we're talking about Witcher I haven't even played The Witcher, you've played XCOM <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, when it comes to my turn You could pick something like that for me Although, okay, I appreciate okay. it if you didn't Because I have no idea what <laughs> the plot actually was Well, you're going to love my description of The Witcher <laughs> Oh my god, okay Are, are you ready? Uh, okay, it's going to be It's going to be a synopsis of What I think The Witcher is As opposed to what the Witcher is. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of what I, I imagine this this version going as. Alright. Okay. Are you ready? I guess so. Alright. Uh, wait, how long are we doing it for? I I'll get we'll keep two minutes on the clock. I think okay. it makes sense. Okay. God, I think that might be a bit too long, but okay. Well, we can go back down to uh, a minute and a half. No no no. Let's go two minutes and see where it goes. Okay, alright. It's all experimental this segment. Alright. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so the story of the witch revolves around a character called Geralt of Rivia, who I'm going to shorten to Jerry for the rest of this uh, description. <laughs> so Jerry <laughs> is probably an orphan, and he got picked up 
Uh, probably from some tragic circumstances. I'm assuming his family and like village got destroyed or burnt or taken over by witches. And he's a special child. And he gets like some powers put into him. And then he gets trained up by these people called the witches. Uh, I think all the witches die. Maybe they're the people who got burnt in the village. Who knows? Uh, and the witches have special powers. And they go around beating up monsters. And they're very smart. And they have certain resiliences and special eyes. Uh, so, as in special space eyes, not special eyes, uh, they have all these like potions they put on the weapons and stuff, they go around taming, and sorry, not taming, murdering beasts to like, help people out in villages and things. Uh, Jerry One doesn't minute. have much, uh, I think he has like no emotion or something, but he still sleeps with every woman he comes across. Um, he has a very serious attitude, his thing is like, his, his theme is wolf related in some way uh he tries to save people but at the end of the day he's a mercenary he's out there to get money and uh everyone hates him because he's different to them uh he's got a horse that's cool and he's named it and i can't remember what the name of the horse is um 30 seconds uh he works his way up to fighting dragons and stuff i guess uh but then he fights a lot of like undead and like Fro big frogs that are attacking old ladies in villages. He does the whole thing. He also does this gambling game, uh, card game, which I can't remember the name of it, but they had their own game for that. Um, and <laughs> that's it. I can't remember. I just can't think of anything You've else. got five seconds left on the clock, but we, we can we can stop it there. Uh, you got a remarkable amount there. right. Um, really? <laughs> uh, so he he was an orphan of some variety but he it wasn't like a tragic backstory he was literally just bought by these people who were creating I mean, that sounds pretty tragic yeah yeah it, it, yeah well exactly he was bought they do all these genetic augmentations to them and like you know mess with their their body structure and give them right. slight magical powers with the intent of creating monster hunters called witchers. I totally um, forgot to talk about the fact that there's magic in the world. <laughs> yeah, the um the whole uh wolf thing is because he was trained by the wolf school, but there was also like the the cat school and the bear no, school. Just a and... bunch of fucking furries. Yeah, essentially. <clears throat> um cool. and it's not that he has no emotions, it's that um but that's that's the uh, the rumor about witchers is that they are emotionless, um, right. when when in fact they're fairly normal. They're just uh, very highly trained uh, monster hunters. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, you, like a lot of that, a lot of that you actually got right. The card game is called Gwent, by the way. That's the, what's the horse called? Roach. Roach. And it's not necessarily the same Roach. He always uh, like he names every horse he gets Roach. Even like so he he actually has. A couple different horses throughout the course of the the series, both the books and the the games, and um, he just whenever he gets a new one, he names it Roach. Yeah, I should have just started singing "Toss a Coin to Your Witcher." <laughs> <laughs> Toss a coin to your Witcher. All right. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. That, I mean, good. but yeah, that you did did surprisingly surprisingly good. But there were <laughs> there was a lot of I like the he has no emotions, but he also sleeps with every woman he comes across. And it's just like, <laughs> Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, your story. Uh, you're going to be discussing... Oof. Uh, I, you know too much about Lord of the Rings, so I'm not going to say that. Mm. 
There's a lot of great games that just have no story behind them. I was like, is there a story behind Factorio? <laughs> I mean, not real. Technically, I think there is a campaign mode. I've just never played it. I think that's just a tutorial. Basically, I, I really, I think it's it's more a glu- yeah glorified tutorial. Uh, ooh, no, sounds like you a thought game that you have very briefly played and not really gone anything into. Yeah, um, but it does have a story. Uh, well, I don't know if because I feel like you'll just do the first five minutes of the game and then skip to the end because you don't <laughs> know any of the story. I was going to say Cuphead. Uh, well, I, I have a vague idea what the plot actually is, but... But is it enough to fill that time? Because I feel like I don't think it's enough to it. fill that time. Like, I, I'm, I'm thinking I could probably describe the plot in about 40 seconds. Hmm. Uh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> I just saw, uh, Rome Total War, and I was like, hmm. I mean, Maybe it doesn't I just ha- say necessarily... You have, to de- you have to explain the entire, um... History of Rome, or, or rather the Roman em- Holy Roman Empire, in two minutes. Wait, the Holy Roman Empire? That's different. Okay. Um, wait, the Roman Empire or the Holy Roman Empire? Both. I can't do, I can't do both. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like 1,500 years of history. Um, that actually sounds like it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, a movie, book, or TV show. It could, yeah, it could be an actual historical thing. I and I do have. Yeah, I'm gonna say the the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire. Okay, I think I can do this. Okay. Um. All uh, right. Oh, okay. Screw it. So two point. minutes on the clock. This is gonna be really tight. Yep. Okay. That's what me. they say about Rome. It's tight. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So <laughs> tell me. Tell me when I'm starting. Three, two, one. Activate. Okay, Rome uh, started off when two brothers, Romulus and Remus, uh, tried to found the city on two different hills. They both saw different signs, they got into a fight, they murdered each other, and then the one that was still alive founded Rome on that hill. Um, That became part of Rome's founding myth. They slowly conquered all of the surrounding territories around them, the little city-states, and assimilated them into Rome. Uh, Eventually, they controlled the entire Italian continent and began to expand uh, after the... uh, wars against Carthage, the other big empire in the Mediterranean at the time, which was situated in Africa. They then expanded into Africa. They had uh, essentially enclaves and colonies all throughout Europe and all throughout uh, the Middle East and all throughout North Africa. Um, that state, They stayed as a republic like that for quite a while. There was actually a big war where they took over Greece. Um, they then were starting to have problems because they had a huge slave workforce and didn't have enough like jobs for the the poor working class which were flooding into Rome and it became increasingly ruled by rich landowners at which point Q Julius Caesar who pops in and through a series of propaganda and military victories and fights with other people in the Senate he uh, decides to he's like fuck it I'm taking over he goes back marches on Rome sets himself up as a dictator for life and starts to make uh, reforms and changes 
The, um, unfortunately, it doesn't work out. He gets murdered by a bunch of conspiracy people. Unfortunately, it doesn't restore the Republic like they thought. Caesar's adopted son actually takes over. That's Augustus Caesar, Octavian Augustus Caesar, who then becomes the first Roman emperor. The Roman Empire then has a series of prosperity, and then, you know, there are, there are several emperors. But eventually it starts to break down again because the Roman Empires keep, like, they keep getting assassinated, and then the army just selects a new general to be in power. At one point, there's actually four emperors of Rome for each region. Um, and then the Roman Empire collapses when they started using auxiliary troops and the Western Roman Empire fell, and it goes back to Byzantine. The Eastern Roman so Empire lasted for a little bit. Oh, that was a struggle, wasn't it? <laughs> it really was. I had to really compress the ending. There's so much that happens with the emperors getting like assassinated and replaced and assassinated and replaced um, in, in the interim time like between Augustus and the collapse of the Western Roman Empire. Yeah, I like at the beginning, you're like, Romulus and Remus, they murdered each other. I was like, wait, what? But didn't one survive? And then you're like, and then the one that survived. Oh, yeah. wait, okay, so they didn't murder each other. No, 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 they, they, they tried. I meant to say they tried to murder each other. <laughs> Only uh, one of them succeeded. That was good, though. Holy shit. Good job. I, uh, I do know man. quite a bit about Roman history. Yeah, it was it was fast as well. There wasn't much pausing to think. Yeah. Uh, it was succinct. Oof, uh, that crikey, was, that was uh, quite something for a Section 3, huh? Yeah, that, that was actually, like, I had a lot of fun with this. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> this was yeah. a fun little little game. Hopefully, you know, everyone listening at home, you guys had fun listening along, and um, mm. maybe you... Are there learned... something we could repeat? Yeah, yeah, because there's so much, so much more out there. Like, we've... Yeah, so many games. I mean, even at the end there, we explored the idea of doing a, a bit of history. history yeah. Um, that could be something fun to do too. Uh, is like expand it out beyond that and talk about mm. history, because um, I think both of us have uh, a decent interest in history. Yeah, I don't know much about history. It's got to be said, but I, I I do take a I do enjoy listening to history. So sure. Yeah, it's quite a few uh, podcasts and YouTube videos and mm. documentaries fill my free time. Anyway, I, so I think we're actually coming up uh, right on the end here. Um, any final thoughts? Thoughts about this segment in general? I think uh, we both are in, in consensus that this is a uh, potentially a, a winner that might come back for a repeat segment at Maybe, some point. Um, things I've been thinking about this week, because I was going to have it, I was going to do it for today, but in the end, I literally just, I, I didn't have time. Um... I, I'm going to hopefully by next week, uh, downloaded and listen to the uh, the dinosaur audiobook. Oh my that god! We discussed for so long. A promise that we've we've had for so long on the podcast that there would. I yeah. Stupid. I think I'm actually going to crack down. And do it. I got a little bit of time now. It's the new year. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, but yeah, that's it. Um. Hopefully everyone enjoyed this last segment. It was, as usual, segment three, wacky as heck. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. again, yeah. hopefully y'all had uh, just as much fun listening to it as we had doing it, because I, I know this was entertaining for me. Mm. Uh, and I hope everyone's had a great start to the year. Um, yeah. yeah we said the, it's the weather... actually New Year for us now. <laughs> yeah, the, the weather's a bit gloomy today, but overall, I mean, hopefully things are going good for people. Mm. Anyway. So, yes. Yeah, um, is that it? Anything else? Yep. Okay. Nope. 
Well, then that is the end of episode 23 of the TMCJ podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening, if you have for this long, and hopefully you'll tune in again next week. Have a wonderful January. Thank you.